This is Lesson 3 of Teaching 101, Bellevue's resource for training teachers and potential teachers. We have split these lessons into three different sections. The first two lessons were the section called The Promise. God promises that if He calls us to do something, He will equip us to do that very thing. These next few lessons will be The Process. The process. What is the process of creating a lesson, of praying through the lesson, of opening God's Word, of using commentaries? What resources are out there for me to use? And we're going to look at all of those things. So for lesson number three, the title of it is simply Prayer. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. I think one of the most dangerous places for a teacher to be is that they are so educated and they're so learned and studied in how to deliver a lesson that they no longer rely on the Lord to give them what they're teaching, but they're teaching directly from their own abilities, from their own talents, and from their own understandings. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, don't ever lean on your own understandings, but we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart. And so when we look to develop a lesson, the very first place we start always is we start in prayer. We don't start with a topic. We don't start with a Bible verse. We don't start with a portion of Scripture. We don't start with a book of the Bible. We always start in prayer because we want what comes next to come directly from the Lord. Harry Ironside said, If we would prevail with men in public, we must prevail with God in secret. I want to read that again because it's so powerful. If we would prevail with men in public, we must prevail with God in secret. In other words, if we ever want to have an effect on the people we are teaching, we first must spend time with the Lord Jesus. Alistair Begg, a great preacher, said this, There is no chance of fire in the pews if there is an iceberg in the pulpit. And without personal prayer and communion with God during the preparation stages, the pulpit will be cold. To borrow from the marriage ceremony, it is imperative that what God has joined together, no man should put asunder. We dare not divorce our preaching from our praying. Now, Alistair Begg was specifically talking about preaching. I want to apply that to teaching. If we are cold as teachers teaching, then we will have no effect on the people that we are teaching. He said, we dare not divorce our teaching from our prayer. So we must start in prayer. I would plead with you that every week as you spend time preparing to teach the people God has placed underneath your care, we must begin that time in prayer. We pray before we start. We pray during our lesson preparation. We pray before we deliver the lesson. We pray after the lesson has been delivered, because we know and understand this as believers. Apart from prayer and the Holy Spirit working and His Word, the Word of God, we have no power as believers. All of our power comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit that He's placed inside of us, and the Word of God. And so we must begin our time in prayer. So I want to give you some things to pray over. What, what do we pray? Number one, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. You say, what, what do I pray for? You know, one of the things that I like to do before I jump into a lesson preparation is I like to go through some things that I specifically pray for myself. The first thing I spend time praying over is for forgiveness. I look into myself and ask the questions, what do I need to confess? 
What do I need to repent of? What do I need to ask the Lord to forgive me? Because I don't want there to be anything between me and the Lord when I am going to his word that he wrote for us, and I'm trying to pull out these truths that he wants me to communicate to the people he's placed underneath me and help them apply it to their lives. I want to make sure that the Lord and I are as close as we can be, and we can't do that if there's unconfessed sin in our lives. So I start with forgiveness. The second thing is I just ask the Lord for guidance. Lord, I'm getting ready to prepare a lesson, and maybe I've got a a series that I'm working through, so I already know what the next topic or the next passage is going to be, but maybe I'm starting from scratch and I don't have any direction yet, and I'm going to just pray for the Lord to guide me. Lord, guide me exactly where you would have me because I want to deliver the message that you want delivered to the group of people that I'll be teaching to. The third thing I ask the Lord for is wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom beyond my years. Give me wisdom that's not from me. I pray the Holy Spirit will fill me up and that he'll give me his wisdom as I seek to uncover what you want to show us in your word. I don't want to teach anything that's apart from the way God wants it taught. I don't want to take anything out of context. I don't want to share anything that would discourage anybody. I just want to give them exactly the words God wants me to give, and I want him to speak through me. So I ask the Lord for wisdom. The next thing I ask the Lord to do is to empty of myself, emptied of self. If I ask the Lord, Lord, I don't want anybody to look at me. Brother Steve says often that we're a Jesus church, and if you look directly above the pulpit in the worship center, you will see a banner that says the name of Jesus. And I believe with all my heart when Brother Steve gets done preaching every week, he does not want anybody to look at him and remember Steve Gaines. I believe with all my heart He wants people to look at Jesus and remember Jesus. And so I would say the same thing to us as teachers. If people walk away and all they remember is the funny jokes we told or the funny story or illustration that we use to talk about a truth in God's Word, and all they remember is the story, they don't remember the truth, then we have failed as teachers. Because what our goal is is to point them to the Word and the truth, and I don't want them to see me. I want them to see Jesus. So I ask the Lord, Lord, empty me of myself. And the next thing I pray is, Lord, spirit-filled. I want to be spirit-filled. Fill me up with your spirit. Brother Steve says that Miss Donna prays over him every Sunday, and she says, Lord, today I pray you will wear Steve like a glove. Lord, use him. I pray your Holy Spirit will speak directly through him. I want to be spirit-filled. And by the way, I don't think we should just be spirit-filled when we're teaching. I think that's a prayer we should be praying all throughout our days. Every conversation we go into, every meeting we go into, Lord, let me be spirit-filled. Fill me up with your spirit so that you speak through me. And the last thing I pray over myself is I will have favor with God and man. I will have favor with God and man that when I teach that the Lord is glorified and honored and that people are challenged and encouraged to walk closer with the Lord. Maybe that's that they need to repent of something. Maybe that's they need to take hold of something. Maybe that's that they need to claim a truth in their life. I'm not going to mandate what that is, but I'm praying that as I speak the word, the Holy Spirit would speak through me and that there would be favor with both God and man. So that's the first thing I pray over. I pray over self. The second thing I pray over is the lesson. I want to specifically pray over the lesson. I want my lesson to be bathed in prayer. And as Alistair Begg said, we dare not divorce our teaching from our praying. I pray that the Lord will bless that teaching before I've even prepared the lesson. So I pray over the lesson. I pray over the passage. Lord, wherever you're taking me, 
I pray that you will speak directly to my heart. I pray you'll show me the context of it. I pray you'll help me understand what the big idea is of the text and what you want me to deliver to the people. So I pray over the passage. I pray over the CIT. We'll talk about that later. That is the central idea of the text, and I pray that the Lord will show that to me, whether He just gives that to me directly through just reading the Word, whether that's through some of my reading outside of the Word by having some help from some commentaries or something. I pray that He'll help me see what the central idea of that text is. I pray that He helps me with the preparation of the outline. Some of you say, well, I don't teach with an outline. I personally teach with an outline, and it's typically not for the hearer. It's for me. It keeps me on track and allows me to walk through what I believe God's called me to walk through. So I pray over the outline. I pray over the right illustrations. I don't want to use any illustration that would draw attention to me or something else. I want to use an illustration that shines light onto the text or the truth that we're trying to relay to the people. And so I pray over my illustrations. And then I pray the best way to make it applicable. Lord, give me the right application so that when I relay that application, it hits home with the people as they hear it. So that's the second thing I pray over. I pray over the lesson. And the third thing I pray over is the hearer, those people that are going to sit in underneath the teaching that day. And here's what I pray. I pray three things for them. Number one, I pray that their hearts will be open. Lord, I know they're tired. I know they're weary. I know they've had a long week. I know they've got a lot going on in their lives. I pray that you'll remove all that from their mind. I pray you'll just open their hearts to the teaching. The second thing I pray for the hearer is the Holy Spirit would move in them through the lesson. Lord, it doesn't have to be what I say, but maybe just as they read the word today, I pray you'll speak directly to them. Holy Spirit, I pray you'll have free reign to move in their life, to challenge them, to convict them, to encourage them, whatever they need. Holy Spirit, would you move? And the last thing I pray over them is that they would be changed. Lord, we do not want to stay the same. You're calling us to be different. You're calling us to be more like you. And so I'm praying that through the lesson that he's given me to teach, that we will actually see change in our lives. And by the way, I'm reminded every time I talk about this, that I'm not pointing a finger at the people that I'm teaching. I'm pointing a finger at myself as well. Lord, change me as well. May we never get above the fact that we have not arrived as teachers. We're just simply trying to take the truth and pass it on to somebody else. 